Hello and welcome to the Green Wisdom Health Show. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. And we are here with another exciting show this week to tell you all about thyroid and Hashimoto's. We've uh, been getting lots of questions, you know, especially with the new year. People are wanting to know if there's a diet they can do to correct uh, their thyroid. They're trying to lose weight. Um, They don't realize that having an optimal thyroid may be part of why they don't feel good or why they can't lose weight. And then some of you have Hashimoto's out there. So they're wondering, is there a diet that can actually um, change that? So Dr. Lewis has all of your answers for you, as he he always does. Um, So we're going to see if we can't keep him um, on the subject of thyroid and... Let him educate us a little bit about what we need to do to get it right. Yeah, she says I have all the answers, but you know BS when you hear it, and that stands for bacon sandwich. But if you do that, you've got to have gluten-free bread. Uh, One of the best things you can do for your diet is eliminate grains. And people say, but I like this. And my answer is, well, just because you like it don't mean you don't need to quit it, Um, which doesn't make me popular uh, in the conversation. But... uh, there's so many different experts, so-called experts, uh, that will say conflicting things. Uh, one person, you know, says, uh, you know, got to go gluten-free. Well, I agree with that. I think it's not just gluten. I think there's uh, a lot of evidence that's pointing more to glyphosate than gluten, although there is about four to 40 times more gluten in our grains than there was just a few decades ago. Uh as far as Hashimoto's, which is uh, your body's basically attacking uh, the thyroid, which we we think it's most commonly gluten, but I think it can be other things. Uh, some people say supplementing with iodine is like throwing gasoline on a fire. Well, I used to do that as a kid and found it very exciting, although it was a stupid thing to do. Thank God I got away without getting burned, but... Uh, And I've had patients quit and say, well, you put my husband on iodine and he has Hashimoto's. And I said, well, number one, I'm the first one that found it after, you know, spending $7,000 on other doctors. And you need to trust me because there are other so-called experts that say daily doses of up to 200 micrograms were very well tolerated and in many cases reduces thyroid antibody levels. So if you go into a doctor, trust them and give them a fair chance. And you've got to give them enough time. Because I've had people that says, well, I tried it for a month. I'm not impressed. Well, yeah, I changed the oil in my truck the other day. It didn't run better. didn't get better gas mileage. But again, it's consistency of doing the right things that wins the race. I talked to a guy, Pete, up in Missouri uh, yesterday. uh, And Pete just very quietly goes up there and does the right thing, doesn't talk to me very often, although I enjoy talking to him. But, folks, it's consistent people like Pete that get the good results. So let's all be like Pete. Um, you know, we if, if you see crazy numbers on the thyroid test, and we do five uh, standard, uh, then we can add a TPO for the thyroid antibodies. And if they go high, then you suspect uh, Hashimoto's. And then we know other things to do to stabilize uh, the immune system and keep it from attacking itself. Um, I wish you'd talk a little bit about that. You know, 
you know, people that have Hashimoto's, it's an autoimmune problem, or if you don't know what it is, it's an autoimmune problem in the thyroid. Um, the medical profession basically tries to keep adjusting the thyroid medication, right? Trying to make it. Yeah, they right. go up, they go down. They're just chasing numbers that they may be missing a step there. And I am not anti-medical. I think a lot of people are crazy for being anti-medical. Most of the time, you need the medical profession and you need the natural approach also. I think it works better in conjunction with each other. Well, and, you know, what happens is once they cannot regulate the thyroid, which, you know, many times when people come in here and, you know, we are probably getting the failures of the medical uh, community when they uh, bring their lab to us and and we see their thyroids all over the place well then they say hey they want to remove my thyroid because they can't get it regulated so would you tell people or give them hope about a natural alternative or what we do differently that might might be advantageous for them well, we look at a lot of different things because it can be so many different things uh, s- several times removed causing the problem. Uh, it, or it could be so, many things or it could be one thing. Uh, I, I, I think the thing is that you have to look at it holistically. Uh, I was uh, on a podcast yesterday about uh, being an entrepreneur and a uh, guy was from England. I bet he thought my accent was crazy. Uh I think it's just, and Janet gave me a funny look, but I think the thing is that we become a reductionist society. Uh, doctors look at you like, well, you're a broken bone, or you're a thyroid, or you're a IBS, or you're depressed. But you have to look at it holistically, and I think that's why holistic healing, medicine, nutritional advice is coming back, because there are so many different things you have to put in that equation in order to get to the final answer um gluten I, I i'm telling you leave it alone and you know it it's not just wheat you kind of have to give up beer as much as we like a dark beer once in a while there are some that janet can drink from germany which think non-genetically modified uh barley and it does not bother at all that she can drink a Schinerbach, which is our favorite Texas beer. And it's like, ooh, kind of messes up her GI tract. So be careful with the grains, even if it's not wheat. So basically, um, you know, people also have something called hypothyroidism versus hyperthyroidism. Um Many don't know the difference of what they have. Uh, so if you, if you know what you have, then great. But um, hyper, hyperthyroidism is when you produce too much thyroid hormone. Um, you may have hyperthyroidism. And some of the causes of hyperthyroidism include something called Graves' disease, where it's swollen thyroid or nodules on the thyroid. Um, you're and you've got to be careful with these lists we give you because you can get the same thing from hypo. Correct. And then, yeah, but in general. Yeah. Some symptoms your doctor might recognize as a cause for hyperthyroidism in, include things like unexplained weight loss because, you know, we always talk about wanting to lose weight. Well, there's people out there that are actually too thin because their thyroid's burning too fast. Hair thinning and loss, which, like Dr. Lewis said, can be e- either direction. Anxiety shakiness, excessive sweating, racing heartbeat, 
more bowel movements than normal or flushed itchy skin may actually mean that your thyroid is in a hyper state. Think the symptoms of Barney Fife when he'd get uh, nervous. Oh, that's pretty good that you're telling your age because now they're going to go, who's Barney Fife for our for our young listeners out there? Andy Griffith. Um, where hypothyroidism is actually the opposite. It's an over, it's, it's the opposite of an overactive thyroid. It's logically an underactive thyroid, which means um, it's sluggish. It's not doing what it's supposed to. And that symptoms of that are fatigue. You're really tired. Mood disorders like depression. Again, hair loss is another common one between the two of them. But this time you're gaining weight. You're not real thin. Um, You're constipated. The trains don't go through the tunnel like they're supposed to after each meal. Cracked skin and goiters. Dr. Lewis have to tell you what a goiter is. Isn't that where you have like the thick neck? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like your turtlenecks are too tight around your neck. You don't don't want to wear them. Usually it's uh, the the thyroid putting out more cells because it's trying to get more iodine receptors because... Uh, they've been blocked by chloride or chlorine or fluoride out of your toothpaste or your water or the bromine, which are in uh, a lot of your cleaning products as long as, as well as chlorine. So, and and my daughter, and I've told this story before, she said, daddy, I have thyroid cancer. I said, no, you don't. And we did the lab. Says, well, your thyroid's this, take this, 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 and this, and boom, her goiter went away. Now they don't always go away. Uh, and again, sometimes people quit before the body's had time to change, but not everything is reversible. There are some limitations to matter, but they went away on my daughter. Yeah, one of the products that we use for that is something called Thyrotane. There is iodine in it. Um, but it's a small amount. So if you have Hashimoto's, it's almost always safe. The key is get a doctor that checks you, monitors you. Right, and and that is the key because when you're talking about hypothyroidism or hyperthyroidism, we've actually seen from being medicated that they will put you into it being the opposite way, which yeah. isn't right either. And um, they they don't they don't check it I guess enough to find out what the medicine's actually doing. So yo yo, and you get tired of being jerked around. Correct. And um, what we're doing is looking for where the numbers are optimal. So because if you push it too high, you'll actually have the same problems or more or different problems like we described. Because poor people think, well, if I get more thyroid, then that's going to be the answer because that'll make me feel better. And it's actually a very fine dance. It will push you over the top and you'll feel horrible again, just like you did when there was not enough. And that's the whole key is like when we check it, we recheck it within uh, a pretty strict amount of time because we want to make sure that what we've given you is working and that the numbers are optimal. And if not, we look in a different direction. But some of the, uh, I'd like to explain some of the things in this uh, thyrotane. You know, it's got the vitamins and minerals, you know, necessary for uh, conversion of T4 to T3, like zinc, copper, selenium, and uh, vitamin A, believe it or not, is a, a cofactor. It's in there, too. Uh, it has antioxidants like turmeric, vitamin C, vitamin E, and NAC, which is N-acetylcysteine. Uh, NAC is a precursor to the master antioxidant glutathione, which boosts your thyroid by reducing uh, free radicals. Uh, It has a herb in it like ashwagandha, 
and it's studied for stress-busting effects, uh, helps promote healthy thyroid activity because it balances stress hormone cortisol. For example, if you get chronically stressed and your cortisol goes high, well, then your thyroid has to overwork. I, I usually use the analogy of, well, you're on the interstate and you're doing 35 miles an hour if it's hypo uh, or if it's too fast, you know, especially with high cortisol, I'll say, well, you're going 85 miles per hour on a slick road. So, you know, be careful. Either way is dangerous. You want to stabilize it. Uh, then it has something in it that you don't or I don't hear a lot about. It's called Google Lipid. I used to use that to lower my cholesterol to get a, a less expensive um, price on insurance. So you can lower the holy heck out of uh, cholesterol, keep your insurance happy or your medical doctor happy. Um, yeah, we it, had a guy do that, actually. I'm going to go down a rabbit trail now with the cholesterol. <laughs> he um, he started taking two of our products because they wanted to put him on a cholesterol medication. I believe it's total started at like 265 and he was trying to get life insurance and he goes i need to save 80 dollars a month because i can if i get this down below 200 they'll they'll charge me 80 dollars less a month for life insurance and so i think he's been doing it now about four months he was he tried really hard he did something he did the bergamo that we always talk about that helps lower it he it's only supposed to be two a day but he did two twice a day and then he did something called Coleast, and I think he was taking three of those twice a day. That's red yeast rice, and you have to be careful because most of them don't work. That's and, another story. And he just came in here and had his lab done a few weeks ago, and his cholesterol is like 175 now. And he's like, I am so thrilled. He said, I'm carrying it in. He goes, I could save $80 a month on my life insurance. So. And then go celebrate with barbecue. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. So go ahead with your thyroid. So sorry. Sorry for the rabbit trail. It's catching yeah, where was, rubbing off where, on me. Where was I? <laughs> I understand. <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah, understand. The, the Google Lipid is really uh, a really good extract, but it helps T4 convert to T3 in the liver. And that's another reason why I say it's not just a thyroid, good, bad, or ugly. It can be liver. And liver is very, very commonly, or we see it commonly, getting sort of clogged up with higher levels of liver enzymes, the AST and ALTs. Uh, they should roughly, yes, roughly be about 18 to 22. So 16 is okay, and 24 is okay. But when it starts getting about 25, 26, on a woman, you have to think, well, this lady's going into fatty liver. A man, it generally starts around a 30. And if those ALTs and ASTs are low, like around a 6, 8, 10, 12, generally speaking, it's uh, too little B6. And B6 is the B vitamin that we generally don't get enough of, or if we do, we don't absorb enough of it. That's the one that crosses or has the neurotransmitters, the so-called happy hormones, cross the blood-brain barrier to make you happy. So if your wife's not happy with you, with you, you know, give her some B6 and or some panathenic acid, B5, that'll help chill out her uh, adrenal glands. And you might be prettier to her. But it, it helps the conversion of T4 to T3. T3 is what I call the big dog, the ace of spades, or the blackjack, for those of you that do that. But this thyrotane, even in Hashimoto's, with the little bit of iodine it has, we've gotten some, holy cow, wonderful results. 
Yeah. Um, there are some potential causes of hypothyroidism as far as what's going on that creates it. Um, inflammatory disorders of the thyroid has is, is got to do, you know, like Dr. Lewis was talking about, like Hashimoto's, autoimmune type things. A poor diet, especially one lacking in iodine and selenium, which is where thyrotain comes in. If you do have a poor diet, you could take thyrotain and, and compensate for that. Um, and the reason that happens is because it actually uh, stops the activity of a very powerful antioxidant known as glutathione whenever you're eating um, things that are lacking iodine and selenium. Hormone imbalances create um, the hypothyroid hypothyroid so if your hormones are off and and here's you a free tip there are people that come in here all the time that tell me they're on thyroid medicine prescriptions from their doctor for some reason they never get the message that that is supposed to be taken on an empty stomach they're supposed to be waiting at least 30 minutes preferably an hour before they drink or eat anything around it and just telling some people that has fixed their thyroids because the medicine that the doctor put them on actually worked, but they were killing it because they were eating or drinking. You can have water. Um, I tell people that you can take it anytime after 3 in the morning because, um, you know, many of us want to get up and have coffee and we don't want to wait that 30 minutes. So if you go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, like I know some may, um, you can take it in the middle of the night and maybe your thyroid medicine is actually correct. Um, but some other some other common problems of having a hypo, hypothyroid is gut inflammation, leaky gut syndrome. Um, Dr. Liz, can you tell us about why that might have an issue, having a leaky, leaky gut syndrome? Well, most people that we see, uh, their lab, I highly suspect lack of hydrochloric acid. That's real, real common because salt has been poo-pooed, and it's like salt is not bad for you, especially if you get the pretty pink Himalayan sea salt. It's uh, usually the GERD or uh, reflux, the burning is from eating the nasty grains, and that's a burping and belching, undigested or only partially digested food. So higher levels of hydrochloric acid, you know, I'm a big pusher of uh, digestive enzymes. Um, which if you don't properly digest these things, then they go down into the small intestine and the body says, you know, I don't really recognize this. I'm going to start putting out antibodies against this. So that creates leaky gut. Of course, we have a product that, oh my God, I can't believe how much of it we sell all over the country because it is I wouldn't say stop the leaky gut, but it begins to heal those gaps and the gaps get smaller and smaller and the guts begin to get healthier and healthier and again it's one of those things you can't say well i tried it a month i'm not impressed although some people give us good feedback but usually it doesn't really kick butt and take names and do its best job till the second third fourth month are you talking about sbi protect yeah i tell everybody i get one scoop and janice says no he doesn't he gets two scoops he didn't know what i give him i could give him arsenic and cyanide and he'd never know the difference so that, that has been a game changer. I'd have to say I take less products, other products now, because it's actually healing the gut, which I've always got an issue with. Anyway. And I can buy our cold beer and it doesn't mess or, you know, cause IBS as bad as it used to. But, again, she does better with the non-GMO 
stuff, you know, the imported stuff from Germany because they have better grains. Uh, another potential cause of hypothyroidism is genetics. And so if you have a thyroid problem that you know of and you're a female and you have kids, you might want to see about getting their thyroid checked at some point because many times we see that it is being passed down genetically. So It may be genetics or it may be just the way you've taught your child to eat incorrectly, too. Yeah, it could be. But, you know, and if you're not, if you're wondering, well, what do I get checked? Um, because, honestly, we've seen some lab come in here and I'm thinking, they're, really? And I don't know if it's because the insurance doesn't pay for it or the doctor um, doesn't know to order the other parts of it. But when, when we do a lab, we do five different parts of the thyroid. We want to see the whole thing because uh, it could be a, a free T3 issue. M- most of you get a TSH run, which is a thyroid-stimulating hormone. And that's the brain just getting a signal. It's not actually showing you thyroid function at all. So we run the TSH also, but we want to see, well, is the thyroid doing what it's supposed to? And that's probably the, the, the lab that that's most common on, where it's the best price for everything going on with what Dr. Lewis talks about with a leaky gut, you know, to see where it's coming from exactly is our comprehensive panel. Um, if you go on our website to greenwisdomhealth.com, you'll see it as GWH3. It is very important to order a panel that starts with GWH because that is our special priced panels. They include Dr. Lewis's complimentary consultation. We can actually see more people and be more streamlined because my sweet little young lady that I talked to yesterday down in around New Orleans, Elmani, said, thank you very much for making it so streamlined, and tell Janet thank you because I know she's the one that did it. So, yes, you're right, Amani. It is Janet. There's a couple of other issues that have to do with hypothyroidism, and then I want to make sure we get to our questions because we had a couple. Um, Interactions with certain medications will frequently lead to the development of an underactive thyroid. The most common of these include drugs to treat cancer. Uh, heart problems and certain psychiatric conditions so they actually may be contributing to your thyroid issue and i want to talk about psychiatric conditions because uh, brain chemistry has a lot to do with thyroid function uh, and you need to supplement with tyrosine tyrosine's an incredible amino acid uh, but some of the symptoms you know you you hear me talk about the b6 and Getting the happy hormones or neurotransmitters to cross from the GI tract, so you got to heal the GI tract, into the blood or blood-brain barrier to cross into the uh, brain. Serotonin deficiency, loss of pleasure in hobbies and interests, feeling overwhelmed, you can't manage your ideas, inner rage, paranoia, depression, don't enjoy life anymore. So it may not be your spouse, it may be your uh, gut function or lack of lack of artistic appreciation, depression with lack of sunlight, loss of enthusiasm. And I asked Janet, you know, a couple of times, am I depressed? She says, no, I don't think so. Why? I said, because I don't care about going to gun shows and buying guns like I used to. And she just said I had too many. Uh, Not enjoying your favorite foods. Uh, Not enjoying your relationship. You can't fall asleep or can't stay asleep. You don't get restful sleep. But dopamine, the other neurotransmitters, different. Usually... People that have a dopamine deficiency are the addicts, the ones that 
have a constant need and addiction to different things like gambling, alcohol, sex, drugs, uh, you know, things like that. But they also uh, can have a feeling of worthlessness, hopelessness. And then they get into the self-destructive thoughts, and that's when you need to go to your emergency room, go see your medical doctor. Uh, The inability to handle stress, which can be dopamine or serotonin, but anger and aggression, yeah. Um, And that goes back to liver function. Some people have a beer and they're happy, and other people have a beer and they get real angry. Uh, The ones that want to be isolated from other people, uh, they're distracted easily. Yeah, okay. Sound like me. Uh, Inability to finish tasks. Need for caffeine to feel mentally alert. This is sounding more and more like me. So um, it has a lot to do. So he's going to move on past that. Yeah, so, you know, there's so many different things that you need to consider. You can have a life worth living. You can feel healthy again. You can feel happy again. And if you want to know, you know, talk to Amani down in, I don't know where she lives. It used to be Baton Rouge. Now it's close to New Orleans, I think. Uh, she well, is just the happiest little young lady. That Oh, my God, I love talking to her just because these supplements made her happy again. As she says, Stella got her groove back. And I said, yeah, I got you. I know what you mean. <laughs> and he's learning all of this a lot through shooting straight with dr lewis on facebook so if you'd like to be a member of that just shoot him a message and let him know that you can do it on facebook you can s- send me an email and we'll make sure you're included in that but it's s-h-o-o-t-i-n because that's how we do it in texas without the g she did give me two guns for christmas instead of one so i guess i'm not depressed i enjoy them but there we uh, answer questions, and people ask us to talk about things on the podcast, so that's where you can get your questions answered. Yep. And speaking of questions, uh, we have one from Joe that asks us things quite often, and we appreciate that, Joe. Keep, keep them coming. Um, he wants to know what are some reasons that would cause pounding heartbeat after eating, which often leads to disrupted sleep. I think that's most likely a food allergy, and I have that in a patient that's here local he's a preacher and he says he kneels to pray and he rocks because his heart beats so bad and well we've gotten him back on his digestive enzymes we think we've isolated uh the food that he's allergic to it's like well geez we live where it's heavy hispanic influence so it's corn because we love our tortilla chips well i mean we pick a restaurant based on chips and salsa you know to heck with anything else uh but we've got him pretty clear by increasing digestive enzymes and making sure his blood pressure is low so i think that's the most common thing and then there's a lot of reflexes i'm of course i'm a chiropractor i think everybody should be adjusted because once those nerves start working better and yes there's scientific evidence that what i'm saying is true those people that think chiropractic is woo-woo they're not very well informed uh get an adjustment Many, many, many times people do better after that. Okay, and then we have one that fits right in with today's show from Elisa that uh, says, Dr. Lewis, do you address the question of soy, good versus bad, especially as it relates to Hashimoto's in any of your podcast? Well, and this one's going to be here. Um, <laughs> I searched but couldn't find it. As you know, there is no end of debate on the question, and I don't know what to believe. 
And I enjoy talking to her, too. She's real sweet. Uh, you know, sometimes I don't know what to believe, too, because like I said, they, you know, these so-called experts, you're an expert when you write a book, they say different things. Some say don't give any iodine. Some people say you can give up to 50 or 75 milligrams, which I think is holy crap overdose. Uh I think soy is a bad thing. You can actually uh, get some good nutrients from soy. You know, they can isolate good things. I, I think the soy lecithin is okay. When we can get sunflower lecithin, we do. But since socialism's working so wonderfully in Venezuela, the uh, major source of sunflower seeds and what they make from that has gone to heck in a bucket because socialism works so well. Um most of that came from Venezuela. I don't like soy, and I would stay the heck away from soy protein. If it's soy protein or soy protein isolate in your protein that you're thinking you're buffing up and being healthy, I'd flush it. Well, they link many of the, a lot of that to cancer, too, so... We we try to stay away from soy altogether. Yeah, and that's the thing. You can get research that says it will decrease the evidence or, or, or getting breast cancer. Then you read other things that says, no, it'll increase cancer. I'm against soy for the most part. Well, to end our show, we would like to tell you a little bit about uh, what you should eat if you have a hypothyroid for a diet plan. Um, any of the wild-caught fish... Are better because they include the omega-3 EPA and DHA you know if you don't know if you're eating a clean fish we we would just suggest we do orthomega fish oil because it has a high ratio of EPA and DHA we're into swallowing pills and then just don't eat much food and then we lose weight it works great um, but uh, the uh, wild-caught Alaskan salmon is a good source just be aware of the fish you should never eat and choose the best varieties available. Coconut oil is great. It helps improve your immunity. Seaweed is actually great. It is the best natural source of iodine. And, and there's also, because the Japanese, for example, eat a lot of seaweed, they have a much, much lower incidence of breast cancer. There's probably other things that... Uh, you know, go into that equation like not using chlorine or fluorine like we do. Uh, probiotic rich foods, and I know Dr. Lewis made a post about uh, sauerkraut, which we're on our way to the store to get some of that today because it really helps with the probiotics. Sprouted seeds, make sure you drink clean water, do half of your body weight in ounces of water. High fiber foods, bone broth, and fresh fruits and vegetables. And those are just a few of the things that you can do to help improve your thyroid health. But we hope you have enjoyed our show today and have learned something. Uh, we were pretty excited about it. We had a lot of information to give you. And like I said, if you guys have a topic you would like us to discuss, please reach out to us. Get started with your lab work. Fill out our health survey on greenwisdomhealth.com. We'll help you pick which lab panel is best for you. We hope you have a very blessed week, and we'll be here next time on the Green Wisdom Health Show.